This is made possible by Dustin Campbell, O Them Bones, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, and Craig. Everybody to the politics, politics, politics program for April 21st, 2023. Your old pal Justin Robert Young joining you here in Austin, Texas. This episode is going to be like many episodes we've had where our pal Kevin Ryan is going to come on. I will say this Kevin Ryan is one of my favorite people to talk to. Our conversations, both on and off the podcast, are illuminating, entertaining, and dare I say, amazing. And this one is no different. However, for the first time ever, Kevin and I come to a bit of a, not even a disagreement, just very strong feelings are unearthed and we talk through them. I want to prepare everybody for that because I do think that this kind of stuff is healthy. I think discussing our primal fears and anxieties are something that we should do more of. Without it, without the tearing of the muscle, there is no rebuilding so you can get stronger. And so with that, I begin our conversation with Kevin Ryan. Welcome back to the program, Mr. Kevin Ryan. Good to be here, my man. Kevin, I've been thinking a lot about clout lately. How would you define clout in our modern our modern era? Yeah, you uh, like it's di- it's different than fame, right? So I would say I I, I and that we were texting back and forth on this, but I would say that the the difference between clout and fame is that clout is kind of more populist. Clout is Mm. you're the most popular guy at school. You're the most popular guy in the bar. You're the most popular guy at the office. In a community, you are the people's champion, or at least you have the esteem of the people on some level. That's clout. Fame is something that is given to you by a gatekeeper. Like Michael Jackson could have been the most talented person in Gary, Indiana, his entire life. And there's a million people that have been as talented as many, many famous singers and actors and dancers. Right. But the fame comes from the fact that a machine got behind them. A machine Mm. said, pay attention to them. And that's taking nothing away from the talent and work that it takes to become somebody that is Gigantic because plenty of people have been famous for five seconds because the machine got behind them and then they go away very quickly because they are an easy riddle to solve. But I feel like in our atomized world of gatekeepers, the gatekeepers don't really exist, right? Like they are, they're at least not in the way that we grew up with them Mm -hmm. that now 
you have to work harder for the esteem of the people and clout is what that is. And also our perceptions of who has it have shaped our world. And what brought me into this conversation was this, this discord leak. But I just want to talk about the, the broad concept of the difference between fame and clout as I have uh, described them. What, what, what do you think of that? Yeah, no, I like that differentiation. Um, there, I, there's, there's also a concept of a micro celebrity, which is like a, sort of the Instagram era, uh, re-envisioning of celebrity where yeah. it's like, it, you don't, it's not so much about excess in the traditional sense and having a huge image. It's, it's, uh, it's more about being ordinary and being spectacularly ordinary. Yeah. <laughs> Which is is like one of the many excellent paradoxes of our times that like you have to be ordinary. I mean, even like with my kids shows, it's just like the stuff my toddler watches. It's um, it's like people who seem ordinary, but it's like, man, they got a lot of toys. Like, I hope my kid doesn't want all these toys because we can't (laughs) afford them. (laughs) No, I like I like your I like that differentiation, though. And let me also say in terms of that. That's what we're doing right now. Like oh, we for sure. have, yeah. we are having a conversation, but we are creating content of that conversation. Cause I can just call you. We can have this conversation and that would be that, but we're, yeah. we're recording it. We're producing it. We are putting it out on a feed where thousands of people are going to listen to it and they're going to like it. Not necessarily because we are brilliant, although I would say we are, uh, <laughs> but because it either evokes something that they wish they had still or had ever, which is a conversation at this kind of tenor. And I'm not saying that it's special or amazing, but people have requested this enough for me to know as a, as, as, as a creator, that this is what we are giving them. We are building up clout right now. And, and I do think that I want to separate any shame from this because I don't think that we should look at it as a shameful thing that we want to be thought well of by our peers or we want to be thought well of by our communities, but rather that I do think that it has, if just by the fact that the upper levels have been removed, an outsized influence on our world right now or our culture right now. I I really like that aspect of it. That's, that's just, I'm, I'm, I'm a softy for that. Um, <laughs> you know, like let, let's let the let's let the little guy win like um or or have a chance at least but um and it also and i think about this like within the context of my day job uh, at like producing a podcast uh at, where it's like you're there with these guests and you have two guests a guest and a host in a room very much like what we're doing and it's like it's really intense before it starts and there's yeah. so much research, so much, uh, work that goes into it. You've got cameras all around and everything. Like it's really, really intense. And then it starts and it's like, there's a spirit that <laughs> enters. It's a performance. Yes. It's like, people want to see a performance and that that's ancient. Like that's, um, whereas I think like fame in the sense that we know it is, I mean, you have, you know, you got like Genghis Khan back in the day and yeah. people like that, but like the form of like celebrity is a modern concept. Uh, and how I, do we, how do we define modern? Uh, so that would be, I, I read a book about it. It 
it uh, places it in like uh, 17th century. I think it's like the okay. f- beginning of celebrity and it's sort of like everything else since then related to information. It's just like doubled and doubled and doubled. Uh, so that now it's just like, we have, uh, I mean, the exponential growth is just like out of control um, with so, regard to celebrity. So if we, if we are saying celebrity, is that the secularization of what we would otherwise look at as either a a spiritual guide or a king or something like that like like you know if we're if we're thinking back to kind of like yeah however you define it in your culture but like let, let's look at the the you know western idea of like the the divine right of kings that it is god that has chosen this family or this person to rule a people then that obviously was celebrity. Everybody knew the the the, the king, and and then by proxy the barons and and the viceroys and everything. But celebrity, I guess, if you're looking at it from the 1700s, that is a a separation. We are beginning to separate from that idea, and so now because you know all energy is energy, we're like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe the guy who plays violin. I, I everyone knows that guy now. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's part of it. it like largely because like the baron and the king i mean like if you were anybody else you're like oh you're gonna die for the baron or the king uh you didn't yeah. really you had no choice and and don't get too big right oh don't, no don't, yeah don't be loved too much if you're loved too much that's that's a problem that'll get that'll get you killed oh big time yeah and i guess there was i don't know about I don't know enough about that era or earlier really to know how much you could, because there's, there's like an elaborate system of ladders that we can all, I mean, I would say that the least famous person today is more famous than the most famous person at, you know, before that point. So like you threw out most of, with some, some very big exceptions, you know? Um, But it's like fame is something that we all are given automatically like within a performance society a society that allows you to to like um announce whatever you want to the world and and that's uh really great but it's all it's also like it also winds up like ruining bud light for a lot of people (laughs) all right i guess we'll we'll start there and then maybe we'll get to the discord server so i've been thinking a lot about this bud light thing because it has vexed me i yeah i don't i don't quite know how to wrap my head around it beyond what people are screaming about. Yeah. Um, largely because I was unfamiliar with the controversy in and of itself. So initially I thought that Bud Light along with doing this Dylan Mulvaney, uh, uh, Instagram mm-hmm. and TikTok viral thing were putting non-binary pronouns on cans that they were putting into stores. That was not the case. Uh, uh, For those of you who are totally unaware about this, uh, number one, bless you. Number two. Yeah, God bless you. Just turn it off. I will do my best to try to to academically explain why you might have heard more about Bud Light uh, in in angry or jubilant terms over the last two weeks. Dylan Mulvaney is a Instagram and TikTok influencer who has been in the game a while, uh, went from a gay man to...
to non-binary and then roughly a year ago, and this is important to the story, transitioned to being a woman. Trans, transgender woman. A transgender Sorry. woman. Trans, transition to being a transgender woman. All right. Uh, 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 we are speaking here for clarity. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, and, yeah. actually, he, he sorry, I don't, uh, um, this is tricky. I probably shouldn't have brought this because I don't, this is like a hill I'll die on, like the trans thing. Because I got daughters, you know, I have two daughters. And it, it's like, I'm like, well, no, we should differentiate between men and women. And, and transgender, transgender, I don't care. Whatever. That's cool. But um, Dylan Mulvaney, uh, sees himself as a girl. Yeah, as, as, yes. So, uh, uh, the content that Dylan Mulvaney has made has had a remarkably similar tenor from a, the, the phase of being a gay man to being yeah. a non binary and now in his current incarnation. And the biggest thing that girlhood. Is, the, this, the, the, the biggest <laughs> thing that has separated it is yeah. that he has done. Or Dylan has done uh, a 365 days of girlhood uh, series. So every single day there is an element for which he is, uh, Dylan is getting in touch with Dylan's femininity. Watch I as I traipse. Um, Barishnikov like <laughs> through this minefield. Pirouette, pirouette, pirouette. Here we go. Uh, now, here we go. All right. On the 365th day, Dylan had a big party. In, in, uh, uh, and part of that party, apparently, were a few sponsored opportunities for somebody that, by the way, has 10 million followers on TikTok. Over yeah. a million followers on Instagram. TikTok, the algorithm has blessed Dylan and <laughs> Dylan has blessed the algorithm. Uh, TikTok is very much a medium in which it is a gatekeeper. Rare yeah. in our society, but it's not a human, or as we think, a human gatekeeper. It is a robot gatekeeper, which on some level makes us you know, more and less angry in different ways. But <laughs> it has gifted Dylan 10 million followers that makes Dylan very influential. So Bud Light makes a can for Dylan. Dylan shows it off and makes a one minute video where Dylan says, Oh, March madness. What's March madness. Uh, here's a can with my face on it. Uh, uh, thanks to Bud Light. Bada bing, bang, boom. Now that is to my knowledge and, and Kevin, you are certainly implanted more into the heart of, Deep, of, 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 of conservative media. So yeah. maybe there are uh, elements that I am unaware of, but to my knowledge, that is the offense. That is the, the black hand assassinating Archduke Franz Ferdinand of this current <laughs> culture world war. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, mostly. Mostly. Yeah. Um, well, now, I, first I want to say, yeah, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah I want to I mean, say, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish, finish. I'm so impressed by what you just did. I was wondering, cause you have this remark. I mean, we've been friends for years now yeah. and I still don't know your, like your politics and I don't want to know them. I mean, uh, and we've been, we've had some like drunken conversations yes. where just because you're like the only person who, um, can get a view of the entire situation and pull out 
something that's like coherent and very even, even minded. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I kind of just want to understand just what happened and then I can understand the emotions to it. And that's, that's the really, that's the big thing about it is that like, I, I just need to know what the inciting incident was. I need to get a, a sense of the parameters and then I can get a sense of like, okay, well, what are people fired up about what are they, what, yeah. And then I'll make my own judgments on like, okay, well that seems reasonable. That doesn't seem reasonable. But first I think the only thing that's fair is that we know exactly what happened and then we can go. So what impressed me about it, I was like, how's he going to do it with this one? That yeah. like, as soon as it came up, I was like, how's he going to do it with this one? And you very cleverly replaced all the pronouns with nouns. You're like, I'm staying with the nouns. Dylan. I'm not Dylan, Dylan <laughs> calls yeah. themselves Dylan or herself yeah. Dylan. So yeah. Dylan it is. Uh, uh, look, uh, I... There are elements to that. I think Blocked and Reported is, is a podcast that did a very, very good episode in terms of explaining the appeal of Dylan Mulvaney to what I think is largely a straight white female audience. Um, yeah. And and that is that is its own thing. And they, they they did a whole episode on that. What I what I've come to the conclusion of is that the reason why there's been such a conservative backlash to you know, uh, boycott Bud Light, boycott Anheuser Busch, uh, uh, do do all all this. The the conservative punishment of that offense, which I think, in the grand scheme of things, from Bud Light's perspective, is fairly minor. There does not appear to be a gigantic thing. Dylan Mulvaney isn't going to be in a Super Bowl commercial, at least now. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, this was an influencer play. The likes yeah. of which happens dozens of times every month from a billion different companies, uh, Bud Light just being one of them. What the offense really was, I have come to to believe, is not that Bud Light did it. It's that Dylan Mulvaney has 10 million TikTok influencers or TikTok followers, which means a Whatever you think about Dylan Mulvaney being somebody who has transitioned, being somebody who very much leans into not womanhood, but girlhood. Uh, uh, that is that is something that very much mix, mix that into the stew. Right. And then if you are uncomfortable with that, you are also reflexively even more uncomfortable with the fact that it's 10 million people that are watching it on a daily basis on a platform for which is already in for reasons, legitimate and illegitimate, a gigantic (laughs) spiral of, is this good for society from an American perspective? Yeah. I, I would add that for me, it, it is. And this is, this is like, for me, it is the, the, I don't even know if we can call it transgender at this point. For me, it is the transgender perspective. And this is, this is coming from like, you know, if some, when, when somebody told me that like, like I would research flat earth theory and be like, let me give it a shot. Let me just, let me see if the earth is flat, you know? Yeah. And that's well, I did that with the trans, the trans activists. There's the differentiation that needs to happen. Transgender activists are completely, there's, there's not a total overlap between transgender uh, activists and transgenders, uh, people who transgender are transgender people, transgender people, transgender activists in, in my experience happen to be some of the nastiest people within the activist community in, in my experience. And 
Um, like I did a profile on. So give me, Deborah give me, so. a, give me a, a, a. We are walking through mm-hmm. uh, Activist Con. We are walking through yeah. the Activist <laughs> Convention Center, the floor <laughs> of activism. What tables are we seeing? What, 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 yeah. what? Who is who is tabling at Activist Convention? Are we yeah. seeing pro-life people? Are we seeing uh, uh, who? Who else? Who else? Who else is there? Yeah, pro, pro, uh, pro and anti-abortion um blm uh proud boys uh you know antifa so um, i would say to that the common thread is it certainly is not ideology the common thread is the world is broken and we need to fix it immediately like there, yeah, there is yeah. rapid change that needs to happen to our world because outside of harm politics. is being done. Let's skip the political processes that that are necessary that that people have deemed necessary in order to make this change no, happen. That's that's and we for, need it that's, now. For, that's for 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 uh, uh, feet draggers. That's for yeah. the comfortable. That's for the the people for whom yeah. don't see what time it is. Uh, uh, the activist uh, uh, community and and everybody in our fictitious conference they all believe one thing: the world needs to change. Where people go from that radically different places they all they all go radically different places but they are all of the same opinion that stuff needs to be different today not not tomorrow yesterday preferably yes and your use of radically is is important too because they're undergirding each of them is a radicalism that i attach to activism so it's not like you know, oh, I, I don't like I don't want them to put up a stop sign or a stoplight in this area. To me, that's not an activist. You know, like you can go out with a sign and say, no, stoplight on this intersection. And that's not activism to me. Activism carries a certain radicalism and um, a, a detachment from the possibility for objectivity. Do you think that that's something I wow, I, I hadn't really thought about this, but like there really has been such a fetishization of activism yeah really for i would say my entire life but it's most it's very acute now but it it has kind of disnified the idea of like well i'm an activist because i change my 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 uh, emojis in my twitter handle or yeah. i i change my picture to a Ukrainian flag or I do X, Y, or Z (laughs) like that. That's very, very important to do. But, and I would say this, I, I, I like it when activists are more radical than, than otherwise, mostly because I, I, at least I believe that they are panicked. I believe that they are, are people who, who radically want to change things. Now, whether or not I agree with them is a whole different perspective, but I do find an element of if you are going to stand up and say the world is, is shattered, you probably it's, it's lamer to do it from your couch and, and hashtag world broken uh, crying emoji. Like that's <laughs> that, that costs nothing that is ironically that is what that's is. what trans activists are doing that's where they've succeeded it is is through uh hashtags and on forums and well using a lot of like um yeah but that's that's that, not what gets that that's not what gets any activist 
I mean, look, uh, uh, the fact that message boards and Twitter is an awful place is is a oh, story yeah. as old as Twitter and message boards. Well known. The, <laughs> the, the thing that gets any activist and and I would I would put trans activists in into this as well, that gets people in trouble is what happens in real life and, and yeah. what happens in 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 the real world, which look, as much as I can say, I, I appreciate an activist for which is is radicalized or is has a more radical bent because they believe if this is what you believe, then acting accordingly to that is something that I find more honest. There are also lines in which we have to draw for society and we can say, well, well, this is or or this shouldn't be uh, uh, allowed. Yeah, it. It's frustrating too because I feel like we've got like uh, culturally at least, but beyond the culture, it's beyond culture, and it's it seems to be like capturing all of society. This like topsy turvy um, mechanism or maneuver has taken place, where it's like you know the the FBI is monitoring Catholics, so like I'm an extremist for being Catholic, but Dylan Mulvaney is a hero for deciding to turn into a girl as a 22 year old man. And it's like, wh what are well, we doing let's, here? Let's, 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 <laughs> let's get to that though. Because why would you say Dylan Mulvaney is a hero? What, what, what is, what, 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 yeah. what makes that? Because that's where I think we get to the cloud thing where we're like, yeah. no, 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong, but instead it's 10 million TikTok, <laughs> uh, 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 TikTok followers. Bots. Right. Uh, uh, well, I mean, no, TikTok <laughs> is a platform where like if if that algorithm smiles from Beijing and and uh, oh, yeah. you are you are the the, the little sunbeam for which it, it graces you like you can get really big, really fast on that platform. Yeah. Now, it can go away really fast, too. But uh, 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 that that algorithm is, is extraordinarily powerful. I, I do not want to take away uh, the kind of reach that Dylan Mulvaney has, because look, uh, uh it's gotten Dylan Mulvaney on uh, television, invited to the White House. Like there's there's a lot of things that have that have kind of come from that. So uh, let's let's believe those numbers are real. But I do think that when you say that Dylan Mulvaney is is a hero, I, I can't point to anything else objectively other than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, just that he sat down with Biden and did an interview with Biden and Biden was just so. um obsequious with him and 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 Kamala Harris sending him a letter saying you're so brave it's just so you know like this this pandering worshipful uh language to this person it's like I know I know that what they're pandering to is his clout I yes. know that what they're drawn to is like they're they're using Dylan Mulvaney as a dumb pipe they're, yes. they're they're using Dylan Mulvaney as a dumb pipe. Yes. Uh, just like they are using I think every every TikTok influencer for that, because I hope that every TikTok yes. influencer and every TikTok viewer <laughs> that sees that they have these people, they're going to give them their own uh, uh, a press conference while they are actively trying to ban their platform and end their careers. I hope that that <laughs> black pills a generation. I hope that every TikTok viewer, I hope every Gen Zer looks at that and sees it for the yeah. cynical ploy that it is. Pop 
politicians do not love you. Oh, they man. don't love you like that. Your influencer people, you are their community. There is some level of connection that exists between the influencers for which you follow and you. It's not something you should take to the bank, but it is something. Politicians don't. <laughs> they don't care. And, and they will actively actively abandon you the second it is politically uh, uh, expedient for them to do so. Dude, I love you. This is like, <laughs> I love I that you just that's, said that. That's yeah. I, on I, your oh, politics, God. politics, politics podcast. I love I, it, man. I, Cause it's so true. Hate you. They hate you. Like that's, yeah. that's the only thing I've ever wanted for people to understand. We matter. The people matter. Our values matter. Yeah. These conversations matter. If, if there's an element of these conversations for which you find goes over the, 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 the line of where you see society, that's fine. You want to know what? Cause you know me and you know, Kevin, cause you've listened to this show enough times. If you want to write in, write in, there's a dialogue, there's a communication. We've said, this community in a way that allows for these kinds of things because we are trying to build something that is peer-to-peer -peer, that is not something where we yeah. have to dance because a politician says that that this you know this this is the dance that we need to do now because we've read enough polls to say that the dance we were doing before is is not going to win us wisconsin and no, I, I agree. I totally agree. And you know how much I love Bud Light. Yeah. Like a PBR Bud Light and Bud Light. That's my thing. But when this happened, I was like, I'm not going to drink Bud Light. And that's crazy. That's crazy. That, that for is me. I, I, well, we, we did not talk about this part. So I, I didn't know yeah. that, you've, that you have you have you have made a, a decision to vote with your dollar. I know. Yeah. And that's and. There's another thing we can talk about. It's like the, this whole pushback between like cancel culture and voting with your wallet. Uh, but uh, this is like an, and here's an ironic element that I'm fully aware of. I have just become an activist by yeah. <laughs> departing from my journalistic role and saying, don't drink Bud Light. Um, <laughs> well, you, know, you are, you are saying that you are not drinking Bud Light. You are, yeah, you are not, I just you are not saying you were not saying it would, to, it would to taste everybody. like the tears of Lucifer. <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's funny. I, I see, I see Dylan Mulvaney. I'm having fun with it. Yeah. yeah. I, I see Dylan Mulvaney in as somebody that like many influencers tried a lot of things and eventually found a thing that the world wanted them to be. You know, I just read a, a profile about drill the, um, and oh, I sent yeah. it to you, Drill, the the Twitter, the weird Twitter uh, account that has, you know, uh, genius, uh, the Twitter these, genius, these bizarre bon mots of, uh, <laughs> you know, like as if farted out from the keyboard of a aged boomer uh, uh, person that has yeah. this very weird life. Uh, uh, one of the the classics for which many might know is uh, uh, I'm not owned. I'm not owned. I yell as I shrink into a corn cob. Uh, like there's just very weird. <laughs> That's things. brilliant. But something that the drill, the person who writes drill uh, says in this uh, bio is I didn't want to be the Twitter person. He wrote a bunch uh. of stuff on uh, uh, something awful something awful those forums wound up 
uh, of, you know, people were like, oh, this nascent Twitter thing was, was starting. And so they all started posting on there. And it just so happened that the world said to drill, this is what we want of you. This is, this is what you are here. There is not a choice. And maybe that's something that is either more or less today in our modern world than it was in the past. And maybe it'll be different going forward. But in a lot of ways, when you want like the big clout, when you want the big fame, right? It's not you that chooses. You try yeah. a million different things. And at some point you, 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 you press your hand on these temple walls. And at certain, at a certain point, the, the, the stone moves in and the entire wall falls away and you find out that you're in the treasure room. Uh, that's what I see in Dylan Mulvaney. It's just for Dylan Mulvaney, the pathway was, and your, your mileage may vary on how and why it gets to, to where it is, uh, was a, a journey through gender. And and now the kind of stuff that Dylan Mulvaney is doing right now is very much like the stuff he was doing when he was just a, a gay theater, uh, actor, uh, you know, before now it's, now it's, it's this other thing. So I don't, I don't see a sinister element. I think I I see a sadness in in the way that I see a sadness in, in all influencers, including myself. Like, you know, there's, there's a sadness to creating content constantly where you are just, there is, there is a, an element of please like me that is at the source code of every kind of like anybody who works in new media. And I am not exempting myself like uh, every podcast that, that comes out, there is, there is a little bit of desperation in, in all of it. And the people that work really, really hard at it, I can sense more of it maybe because I am, maybe I'm projecting my own stuff onto there, but I do think that that's, Mm. That's what I see, but I don't see anything sinister in, in, in Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah. And, and you know, that's Carl Jung talks when he talks about projections says that it's usually rooted in some sort of insecurity in the person who's projecting, or it's like people hate the things that are most applicable to themselves. Um, so, and I don't know what that would be. I think it's probably fear. I think it's fear that, uh, society would move in a way that um, my daughters would sign up for a surgery that made them infertile um, as a result of this fad. What I think is largely a fad, I think because, you know, transgender, is, it's like exceedingly rare. It's so rare that it's actually happening. You are you are saying body dysmorphia. And now we're actually getting into in, in, into the conversation, which I would desperately <laughs> like to avoid. But I, I do. I, I, uh, I, push, I, push. I, yeah, I, I, I do understand where you're where you're coming from in terms of your own projection of uh, allow the billion fears that happen about from a father to children are, yeah. are they going to eat a, a, a rock that's accidentally poisoned that was left outside two decades ago? Are, yeah. are they going to see a thing on a cartoon that they're watching that randomly autoplays on Netflix that creates a behavior that then affects mm-hmm. the rest of their lives? Right. The the mundane elements of, uh, 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 you know, 
fatherhood I am projecting is, is a galaxy of worries. And then you have the normal existential fears that you have had your entire life that, that your wife has had her entire life that now you are projecting onto your children of like, Oh, how did I turn out the way that I turned out? How, you know, uh, 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 would I have found a mustache fashionable if I didn't see it in, in some magazine at some point, like what is the version of that for your children? And I can understand that in our, in our modern world, there is, there is a lot of, a lot of conversation about that for which, I am both woefully undereducated in terms of, of, of transgender stuff and also out of my depth because I am a childless human. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's dude, it's brutal. It's, and, and it's like, that's part of parenthood. I mean, there was a um, New York post did a good report recently about the phenomenon of single woke females. Did you read that one? No, it's really, it was really good. It, there, there, it's, it's, it examines many things. It examines like this move away, this cultural move away from marriage, um, this move away from at least organized religion, um, and the the cha- the shifting in um, demographics and uh, political uh, political consequences. So when you have when you have uh, a large demographic of you know if you have a bunch of women who aren't getting married. Women become more conservative when they get married. They, when they have children, they become even more conservative because it's like, Hey, slow down. Everything's moving too fast. I'm like, for me, that's how I feel. I'm like, I'm not ready to like submit my kids to like an experimental gender thing. Like I don't, I'm I'm not, you know, (laughs) let's, let's understand now that like, how old are your kids? Uh, uh, It's three and almost one. Three and almost one. We have a few years before like, I know. You, are, you are you I are know, projecting. Dude. You are projecting. These, these are these are like these are these are projecting fears. And I understand. And that's why I'm saying I don't want to I don't, I don't want to I don't want to yeah. I don't want to to dismiss them, but because no, uh, you're so right. Everybody knows I know we're not you're talking right. about yeah, we yeah, we, we we are not talking about a, a, a nine and thirteen year old. We are talking about a, a, a three and a one year old. Yeah. And and a lot of it is like with our with our profession and especially like, you know, what, you know, I, I read every, uh, I read every major political book that comes out and especially a lot of it, like, you know, I, I read any major conservative book that comes out. Um, and any of the wall street journal people who, who write a book, I'm I dive in. One of them was Abigail Schreier's, um, irreversible, which is yeah. specifically about young girls, this f- phenomenon of young girls, prepubescent young girls, Never happened in med- medical history in mass um, becoming transgender. Uh, and it's and, you know, there are all all other kinds of societal connections to it. Man, I love we go so far off the rails. I love yeah. it. Oh, geez, this is this is the only time we've talked about so many things. This is the only time where I'm sweating. This is like the only the only time where I'm like I, I have I have I have my hand I have my hand on the the uh, 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 the emergency brake. I'm, I'm about I'm like top gun. I'm about to rip open the uh, like the cockpit and eject myself. This is the only time we've talked about so much stuff on this show. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, man. Look, I, and, and the reason yeah. why is is because <laughs> the the fault lines for which these issues lay 
from my understanding of them, the reason why I haven't talked a lot about it is yeah. because I know that the fault lines that these are on are among the most sacred fault lines in our society and culture from every perspective. You know, when you well look said. at the, the transgender activist perspective, which I can, I can agree with you. It's intense, intense. <laughs> I think, I don't think anybody would say, but I think the reason, the justification that I have read from them for why it is intense is because at stake is denial of personhood. So regardless yeah. of where you, you, you fall on how everybody gets there, if we are to understand that there are people that are there now, the thing that they are fighting on is the concept of them as humans. Right. And so I can understand passion. I can understand anger. I can understand intensity when, when, when you believe that it is denial of personhood that is at stake. And meanwhile, for you, you yeah. are, are taking more of a stand on this. You are, are doing things that I, I would imagine the, 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 the bohemian, uh, a, a, a Jack Kerouac aesthetic of uh, Kevin Ryan would never do the, the, the very, super very square, the super square <laughs> idea of I'll show them all won't yeah. drink Bud Light. Like, yeah. like you are in that position because the <laughs> sacred bond of I need to safeguard my children. I, I yeah. need to make sure that my children live a life that is happy and that I'm not making, I'm vigilant. I'm on yeah. guard. So I don't allow something that could damage them to befall them. And I, I understand that. And that's the reason why I don't like to tourist into this kind of stuff because I'm very actively not a stakeholder. I'm, I'm a barking yeah. dog on the internet. Uh, there's there things for which that. I like to pass that parachute in on. Uh, I would love to tell everybody that I think that the political establishment is soulless and is only using you uh, uh, because you are a prospective <laughs> voter on a, on a, on a, on a, uh, uh, a, uh, TikTok way, right? Like I, I, I want you to know that, but that's because I look at influencing. I look at politics all the time. I'm not a parent, nor am I confused about my gender, nor am I confused about my sexuality. So yeah. it's like, I, I'm not going to go to a transgender person and say, your feelings of denial of personhood are <laughs> invalid. Right. And I'm also not going to go to a parent and say your terror that something is going to medically befall your, your, your children is, is, is invalid. Like I, I can't, I don't feel comfortable doing either of those things. Here's your news update. Brought to you by TakePoliticsSeriously.com. At TakePoliticsSeriously.com, you can sign up for a dollar a week and get an ad-free feed of this show. For $3 a week, you can get two bonus episodes, one on Monday, one on Thursday. And for $10, you can get your name read at the end of the show. It's all available to you. Supporting this ramshackle jalopy of a media organization, TakePoliticsSeriously.com.
And let's update you. House Republicans will propose raising the debt limit by $1.5 trillion or until March 31st, 2024, as part of their broader package of spending cuts and policy changes, according to multiple GOP sources. House Republicans' go-it-alone debt limit pairs a debt ceiling increase and said it would be about $4.5 trillion in savings generated by cutting Biden administration priorities. The bill released on Wednesday dubbed the Limit, Save, and Grow Act aims to raise the debt limit until next year. This is obviously not going anywhere, but Joe Biden has repeatedly said, "I'll show you show me your plan and I'll show you mine. So this is their plan. The hope is we can begin a negotiation between the House, the Senate, and the White House. The Supreme Court is expected to make a final ruling on an abortion pill that is widely used today. On Wednesday, Alito, Justice Alito, maintained the current level of access for it for two more days. It's very similar to an order that he put into place on Friday, which lasted until Wednesday. The Supreme Court is expected by many who are watchers of the court to maintain access to the pill, but we do not know for sure until today, Friday. Yeah, like like, like I said, this is something that uh, we, uh, most folks who watch the court a lot and are very familiar with the thinking of the justices believe that there's little chance that the court will uphold the ruling by the Texas judge, mostly because it violates a lot of conservative principles that have gone into this. It would be a very big surprise if that happened. I think the larger question is whether or not it's going to be a 7-2 to ruling or a 9-0 to ruling. Representative Vern Buchanan endorsed President Trump's 2024 White House bid this Wednesday following a visit to D.C. by Florida governor and likely Trump rival Ron DeSantis. Quote, if we want to get our economy back on track, Donald Trump is just the guy to get it done. From lowering taxes to protecting our borders to promoting America's first trade deals, President Trump has done it before and will do it again. Source close to Buchanan said Trump personally called the congressman about an endorsement and invited him to dinner in Mar-a-Lago last night. Buchanan serves as the chair of the Florida delegation and is the latest Republican from the Sunshine State to back the former president, even as their home state governor appears likely to launch a competing presidential bid. Nine of the 20-member Florida Republican delegation has endorsed Trump at the time that we are recording this. Buchanan, Donald, Gates, Mills, Luna, Rutherford, Stube, and others. This is a wake-up call for the as-yet-not-officially-born DeSantis campaign. Either you are playing for keeps or you are toast. You need to go double barrels on Trump and start doing it yesterday or he is going to lean on you with his advantage. Now, if I were DeSantis, I would take this opportunity to shed something that the Trump team has really put on him, that he is the establishment candidate. I would say very clearly, this is a sign that anything but is the case. And indeed, establishment Don is the one who is gaining all of the official D.C. 
traction. And that is your update. TakePoliticsSeriously.com is where you go to support this show. Thank you to all who do it. Again, TakePoliticsSeriously.com. And now, back to Kevin. I do want to talk about this Discord, this Discord leaker thing. Uh, It's very different than Snowden, very different than uh, Chelsea Manning in that this was not about let's get this out into the world, seemingly. But more, maybe it is the exact same when you think about it. It's just what is the world that matters? So Edward Snowden believed the press needed to know these things. The press needed to know about Project Prism. The press needed to know that and the press would disseminate it. Same with Manning. What this person, Teixeira, the 21-year-old, yeah, uh, what he believed was my group needs to know about it. Yeah. That's what matters. I don't care if the press knows about it. I, I, I might have... Uh, uh, and and regardless of where he believed his culpability was and whether he believed he was going to get away with it, the offense, the justification for the offense was my community needs to know what's happening. How do you take that? It's also a cool flex. I mean, it's also like the, it's um, there is a, a, a cloud maker. It's that's like, that's the power of clout. I mean, there's some like you and I have, uh, there's a little feeling you get when you get to walk into the press area with like a press pass, you know? Yes. It's, it, and it's like, oh, okay. Uh, like I I'm special and not, and not in a, like that's that came out wrong. I, I, <laughs> no, I, I think, or, I think it came out exactly right. I worked hard for this, you know, this has like been a I, longstanding thing. I yeah. very much believe that we screwed up back in the mid tens because uh, journalists started to think that they were well liked. Journalists have yeah. never been well liked in nope. history. Uh, that was a dangerous delusion to buy into. There are very few moments where you get to feel special <laughs> as a journalist, and one of those sacred moments is as other people are in line, you walk past them because <laughs> your your reporting is important. That is one of the few moments where you. Should should feel ego swell as a reporter, in my opinion. I, and I even liked it. I even liked it when I was, would be covering Trump rallies and Trump would do the like fake news and he would point back at us and the whole stadium would jeer. Oh, that's, that's the best. I, I used to have, I, I, I used to have lines <laughs> like, like that, that, cause I would, I would always just get to the front of the, of the pen as far as uh, up front. So I'd be like near, I'd be near the people that were pushed up to the back of it. And so he'd do that and he'd be like, like fake news, everybody let's all boo the fake news. Uh, and they go boo. And then I'd go like, that's me. And everyone would laugh. I get a laugh consistently. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, that's always a fascinating, that whole experience is wild that, and that's clout too. I mean, you want to talk about, like the the person who has like uh the ultimate clout the mixture of fame celebrity micro yeah. micro celebrity it's donald trump man like he's <sighs> yeah he, 
Oh, we're di- we're diving into Trump now. Well, we can do Trump, we sure. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I would, let, let, I let's go back because I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It, there, the the difference between um, the t- the twenty one year old moron who genuinely wanted to maybe impress his friends, but also do something that's like, hey, check this out. I got something that's wild. Um, I don't like I I call him a moron because it's like, yeah, of course, that's going to of course, that's going to get you like thrown into a federal prison. Like, did, like, did he not know that that was going to happen? Or he I thought he was covering he, his track. He assuredly knew the consequence. Nobody that I have talked to, and I've talked to a few people that have that have had security clearance. Uh, uh, a bunch of people emailed me when 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 the Trump documents thing happened because one mm-hmm. of the things that I have heard not recently but for over a decade is that our military and insurance or insurance uh, 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 intelligence communities classify way too much stuff way too much stuff is classified and yeah. that means that we dilute the the concept of what top secret is and that's why quote unquote top secret things keep falling out of the basket because it's harder and harder to keep track of a gigantic amount of things when fewer things should be classified like that that being said through the trump document thing and through this what i have heard from nobody i've heard a a few different conflicting things from some people but from nobody is that nobody who has that clearance doesn't know the rules and the rules are uh uh, do not do not do not leak any of this you will go to jail we will find you this is not for a little bit this is for life you are for life under omuerta when it comes to these (laughs) secrets so he knew what it was, what he outweighed that with, I'm reading into his mind now, uh, is A, how much he cared for that community, how much he mm-hmm. wanted esteem in that community, and what his values were in terms of uh, of how that was going to come together. So he was writing up all of these very verbose summaries of the mm. things that were happening. People weren't engaging with that. He got mad and was like, Hey, I'll stop telling you guys about this if you don't care. And <laughs> I'm they were rage like, no, quit. bro, we care. And so to make it easier, he started posting pictures and that's where it got ah. screwed up because it got out because people started posting those pictures in other forums. So yeah. it was like maybe a couple dozen people in the initial one, thug shaker central, mm. which by the way, <laughs> Amazing. Side note, side note. Do you, are you, are you aware of what thug shaker is? Uh, No, no. It is an internet meme wherein a strain of homosexual pornography (laughs) is uh, uh, a gay man uh, getting a straight man. Getting a straight man. No, 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 no. This, this I'll talk about all day. Uh, But trust me, I I would do an hour and a half on classifying pornography before I get into uh, uh, whether or not your daughters will become transgender. Like, I would, please. Uh, So uh, uh, there is a clip that has gone viral um, where a guy is. Going to the hood. It is black gay pornography where a guy is going to the hood and 
is uh, uh, finds a dude who he's paying to eventually have sex with, but has him pull down his pants and twerk and is like, oh, that's the thug shake. So that is a meme. The black twerking thing has become its own thing. So thug, th thug shaker central is based on that meme. That is what the thug shake is, according uh, that, to know your meme. That improves the story so much. <laughs> I, I hadn't heard. I was about to say, have you, uh, Josh Rogan on from Washington Post is a good source for this story. Uh, but I, I didn't hear Josh Rogan talk about Thug Shake. No, you want to know what? <laughs> because it has, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, this journalist uh, rant incoming. I have been very frustrated in general how much same, same all news reporting is right now, yeah. especially from the outlets that when I was coming up, all had distinctive styles. The For Washington sure. Post read different than the Times. The Times yeah. read different, or yeah, the Times read different than the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal read different from Tribune. the LA Times, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, um, Globe. Like, they all read the same now. And yeah. this story specifically, because it relies so heavily on government sourcing, uh, <laughs> reads almost identical because you know that the government sources are telling these reporters, this is what we want it to read as. We will give you more clarification on this if you report it a certain way. Uh, that should terrify everyone. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit on that just because- Short this is access journalism. Okay. Like we should rely less on access journalism, but what do you mean by access journalism? Big access journalism means that you have to have friends inside the thing or else gotcha. you don't get the story. Right. So okay. all sports reporting, for example, on some level is either access journalism to the athletes or access journalism to the management. And so okay. you have to keep your friends and sometimes that means reporting things awkwardly, awkward phrasing, stuff like that, that almost always comes from the fact that you are protecting a source. Uh, in these stories, we have two things that happen simultaneously. Number one, we don't know exactly what was on that server. We only know that when the picture started coming, People who were on that server would then get into fights with people on other Discord servers <laughs> about the Ukraine war. And they would be like, well, actually, this is happening. And somebody else would be like, well, no, it's not, idiot. And they go, for real? Bah, top secret document, SYD. Oh, like, uh, uh, <laughs> that would be that that's where it got out. It got out on other servers. It's not like somebody narked on that one and then they scraped the entire thing. So we don't know what's on that on that server. What we re see repeated is racist memes, racist <laughs> memes were shared. Now for it, considering the age and the okay. hobbies of the kids that were on that server, it was started from a fan community of a YouTuber who was into guns and body armor. I would not be shocked <laughs> if there were some racist memes, would not be shocked. That being said, I don't know if the thug shake <laughs> is a particularly racist meme or if it is just a thing for which these kids found funny. Uh, but I think it's odd that we don't know everything that was on the server, but we do know that there were racist memes. That's, that is, <laughs> yeah. that is something that I, that I have found interesting when it comes to the, the reporting on it, but that is very inside baseball. Why does a 21 year old have that kind of access? Like, is that usual? Is that normal? 
I have been informed. I'm going to protect my unnamed source. Look at this. I just railed, I railed against source unnamed journalism sources. in action. Look at this access journalism, <laughs> access journalism. What I was, what I was told is that the load of secrets and processing of these secrets mm. is grunt work. It's oh. nobody wants to do it. So you need to have top secret clearance to do it. And you create products much in the same that like a business sense. It's like, all right, so if you're doing a radio show, the, one of the products is the rundown or all yeah. the clips that are sourced. So you have these things at the ready. That's a yeah. product that is created every single day. Very rarely is that product created by a 50 year old hardened veteran. Very often <laughs> those products are created by people who are newer to the field, newer to yeah. the industry in business and apparently in the military. And so young people like that very often get top secret clearance because they're the ones building the intelligence reports that then get thrown up the chain. And, mm. and furthermore, I have heard that since this, uh, a lot of the products that have normally been getting made are now not getting made because there is a gigantic all hands on deck question of wait, what the wait, what's happening? Who the hell's doing this? <laughs> like it's been passed off to, to grunts and they're like, wait, you've been, you've literally been giving it to grunts kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, well, I, like, I don't what know do you specifically mean you've been giving it to grunts. No, I think everybody knows that it's okay. like, yeah, it is the younger people that are putting all this together because putting all this together okay. is annoying. It sucks. Yeah, for sure. Like it sucks to do. So again, I, I think part it's of good this if is you want to climb up the ladder and all that as well. hundred percent. But gotcha. what I was told is that it is not uncommon. It is okay. not uncommon for people of that age to do it. What may or may not be uncommon is the idea that at least for this person, they saw their internet community, their internet family as something that was worthwhile to break protocol to explain to them about mostly because this dude nicknamed OG on his server <laughs> wanted to be, he was OG King he Clout. OG thug shaker. He wanted to enlighten his he, fellow he thug shakers. He wanted to OG thug shake. <laughs> Just a thunderclap <laughs> after. So apparently, <laughs> apparently the meme is very like Rick Rolly, where you think okay. you are watching something else. And then all of a sudden there is a clip of a very muscular, large uh, <laughs> uh, black man twerking naked. Uh, and that is the. I mean, that's hilarious. That is, that is, that is the bit that according to know your meme, that is, that is okay. what I have. Uh, that is what I have. I have unearthed. Now that you don't see that in the post, that should be in the post. I'm not even kidding. Like, like there should be some element. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Or like, like that is explaining like this to people Stone or somebody. Right. Because like, it, like this gets me back to the thing that annoyed me so much about when Paul Gozer got kicked off of his committees. And look, kick Paul Gozer off committees. I, I don't care. He, he he seems like a, a bit of a weird dude. Whatever. Judge that against your own thing. But Sorry, he gets who's, kicked who's off. Paul Gozer. Paul Gozer is a representative who got kicked off his committees because his Twitter account put a edited 
meme video of Attack on Titan, the anime, where Paul Gozer's head was put on the face of the hero, and the hero attacks a bunch of monsters, including uh, one where they leap 50 feet in the air with a katana and rip through a gigantic monster. The gigantic monster had uh, AOC's face on it. And then uh, an even bigger monster at the very end. That is the end of the theme song. As Paul Gozer is leaping with his sword was Joe Biden. And so it was reported with a straight face that this was murder videos that Paul uh, Gozer was posting murder videos, assassination videos of him killing AOC and Biden. And it's like, if we don't have any kind of meme literacy, if we don't have yeah. any kind of internet literacy, then this stuff, which is politically expedient for the Democrats, just gets to run unchecked. And, and I do think, especially with these stories, if we're trying to understand both with the Dylan Mulvaney story and with this story, that there are internet rules of gravity to this. There are internet mm. things to explain and, and we don't, we just sort of repeat, Oh, it was this, this, that, and the other. Then I, I don't think that we're, we're, we're doing ourselves any favors. Is that sort of like the Senator who, who like passes, who like passes legislation on big tech, but doesn't know how to log into Facebook. <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. That's, that's, that's different. Okay. That's I mean, you know, how we regulate the tech industry is something that is an open question, uh, largely because tech moves faster than legislation. So some <laughs> part of me is like, like, Oh, like, faster, yeah. Oh no. What are you going to do? It's like, it's like, all right, well you try to track that down. Like it's very, very hard. Capitalism can't rein in technology. Like, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh Friends of ours who are a very successful sketch comedy group in Australia, Ani Donna, just came out with a show on Australian television. Hopefully it makes its way to America via some international deal. And I hope they do because they'll get paid for that because capitalism internationally segregates our television. They say you cannot watch this in America. You can watch this in Australia. You can watch this in England, blah, blah, blah. Right. Except VPNs exist. So my yeah. phone can pretend for all intents and purposes to be in Sydney. And I've watched all of their brand new series. Capitalism cannot regulate technology. Uh, so that means government has no shot because for whatever <laughs> you think of capitalism, we can all agree that it moves faster than government. Oh, big time. Yeah. No, that's a good point. All right. I feel like we've gone on a Mr. Toad's wild ride of, 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 of an hour conversation. How about uh, that ride? That was, that was, that a was intense. A ride. That was intense. Uh, uh, Kevin, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter at uh, the underscore Kevin underscore Ryan. All right. Everybody go say hi to Kevin. This is, uh, oh boy. I didn't expect to go, to go this go this far this into the Bud Light doozy, thing, but man. we went we went all the way into the Bud Light thing. So uh, we will we will find out. How long do you think your boycott will last? Is it a forever boycott? Uh, with Bud Light? Yeah. Mine personally, or or conservative? Yours. Yours. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's I have like a humorous set of ideas about what they would have to do in order to get me back on Bud Light. Uh, and it's like, just like, 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 like yell at Donald Trump Jr. and beg conservatives to stop boycotting them. Is that, oh, is yeah, that yeah. 
no, it's that's like cartoon. It's a no, that's a like you know you and me drinking alone in a bar and joking about it conversation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like the world we're in moves like way too quickly. So who knows? Like, but I'm just gonna say maybe they like figure out the the cure for cancer. That's like here we go. Yeah, that that that'll be that'll do it. They they would call it Bud Light Cancer Cure, and then like their seltzer, they'd have to say it's not Trademark. beer. A year a year later, that's their branding has been a mess forever. They put out a seltzer, they called it Bud Light Seltzer, which is like oh, so it's like a beer flavored seltzer. No, it's not. It's just regular seltzer. And then they had to do an ad campaign a year later saying it's not beer. Well, then maybe you shouldn't have named it Bud Light. Uh, all right, uh, uh, Kevin, thank you so much for Dude, for coming on. Always a Love joy. You as always, yeah. Love you too, brother. Always a joy. And that will wrap it up for us today. Politics, Politics, Politics is written and hosted by me, Justin Robert Young, for Dog and Pony Show Audio in Austin, Texas. Our show was edited by Brett Stewart. If you would like to talk to Kevin Ryan, you can do so at letter P, letter X, number three, guest.com. You want to email the program? Got a feeling we'll get a few of those. TheYoungAmerican at gmail.com. You can hit up the show on Twitter at px3tweets. You can hit up me on Twitter at Justin R. Young. Follow me live on the Twitch streaming platform, letter P, letter X, number three, live.com. And share this podcast with your friends, family, polycule, and clergy. px3podcast.com. If you'd like to hit me up with a one-time donation, you can do so. PayPal.me slash payjury. Our Venmo is Justin-Young-20. Cash app is PX3Cash. And you can send anything you'd like in the mail. P.O. Box 1531-84, Austin, Texas, 78715. Of course, you can always get our bonus content at TakePoliticsSeriously.com. $3 tier gets you two bonus podcasts per week, covering all the news that we miss on our free podcasting schedule. And our $10 tier gets your name read at the end of the show, like these fine folks on the Titanic. $10 tier. Including... Jason, Andres, C. Garcia, Matthew T, Matt, John Gross, El Basso, John, Craig Potts, MC Dradio, Unsafe DB Levels, Katie, Amanda, Yeo, Pinball Shop, DB4 Bongo, Neemeister, Catherine, Todd, and Vocaloria Young for King of the New World Order, Edison, Up, Up, Down, Down, Left, Right, Left, Right, BA, Select Start, Dr. G, Neil, Charles, Darren, 100 Mile Runner, Idris Arslanian, Blue Front and the Lanina, DL, Steven, Chad, Nomadic Terror, and Molly's Dashing Debut, Miranda Janelle, Adam, Chief Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul is awesome. Brad, Richard, just another pilot, middle aged Mike who loves Frank got abducted, Utah, Jimmy Montana, the Gen, A, L, D, L, D, L, D, really? Chopper, Andrew, and Joshua, you would like your name right on the show, huh? Huh? Would you? Well, if you'd like to, well, you can always head on over to TakePoliticsSeriously.com. And that'll wrap it up for us this week. Next week on the show, we are going to hear from the money man, Dave Leventhal. A lot of really great campaign finance stories. You're going to enjoy them. I think it's going to be a great time. Until next week, this is your old pal, Justin Robert Young, saying some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and still more discuss politics. But this, this show is the only that dares to cover
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Dog and Pony Show Audio.